Hey everyone, it's Kristen. Before we jump into our new Spawned episode, I wanted to tell you about our new OutTech Your Kids podcast. It's a tech-positive podcast for the digital age with cool tips, tricks, and advice, all in under 15 minutes or less. We would be so grateful if you would subscribe, and if you love it, give us a five-star review. It helps other parents like us and you find it. And welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase, and along with Liz Gumbiner, I'm the co-founder of CoolMomPicks.com. Liz is away this week enjoying some much-needed QT with her family, but I've got a special guest slash co-host today. I am so pleased to welcome back author and dad, Rob Wilder, for a meet-cute Bond crossover episode. Now, if you remember, he joined us for our first ever live Spawned episode back on Valentine's Day. Well, for this episode, we're going to chat about why we really need rom-coms right now and how companies like Meet Cute have had to pivot during the pandemic. And this is exciting. We're going to learn more about Kristen's upcoming Meet Cute series, which launches today. Yay! And as always, we will close out our show with our cool picks of the week. We're excited to jump right in with Rob after this. If you want to raise kids who are critical thinkers, you'll want to check out GPS the Series, a new animated series from today's sponsor, Cisco. It features a diverse team of teenage superheroes from around the globe, that's the GPS, each representing a different skill set. But what's cool is that they're not fighting vampires or racing around to other planets. They're more like regular, relatable smart kids who are taking on real-world social, economic, and environmental problems we face globally and encouraging your kids to do the same. It's more than an animated series. It's actually part of a complete educational program created by Cisco and available free online to students, parents, and educators. It's designed especially to help kids learn to innovate as a technologist in an increasingly digital world, think like an entrepreneur, and act as a social change agent to bring more good to the world. To learn more about GPS The Series from our sponsor, Cisco, visit gpstheseries.com and watch it with your kids. That's gpstheseries.com. Today's episode of Spawn is also brought to you by Breyers Ice Cream, America's number one ice cream brand and their line of treats for those of you eating healthier these days. Breyers Carb Smart. These sweet frozen treats have just 3 to 5 grams net carbs per serving, all under 150 calories, and they're so good, we're hiding them from our children. You can find them in tubs if you like to keep things simple, or in bars with lots of tasty flavors. Plus, their partnership with American Farmers means all CarbSmart treats are made with 100% grade A milk and cream. And we've got a special offer just for Spawned listeners. Go to briars.com slash Spawned and download a coupon so you can try them out for yourself at Target, Kroger, Amazon Pantry, basically all major retailers. And you won't find this offer anywhere else. Go to briars.com slash spawned. That's briars.com slash spawned for a downloadable coupon so you can give Briars Carb Smart Treats a try today. 
If you've missed Rob on our two prior Spawned episodes and what I recently remembered, thanks to Rob himself, two previous episodes of my own old podcast, Motherhood Uncensored, here's a little more about him. He's the author of two critically acclaimed books of essays, Tales from the Teacher's Lounge and Daddy Needs a Drink, both of which we featured on Cool Mom Picks back in 2007. Yes, it has actually been that long. His debut novel, Nickel, was called a humorous, poignant, and formidable debut by Booklist. He has published essays in Newsweek, Details, Salon, Parenting, Creative Nonfiction, Working Mother, I sound like I'm rapping, and numerous anthologies, and has been a commentator on NPR's Morning Edition, The Madeline Brand Show, On Point, and other national and regional radio programs. Rob lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which you might remember because he mentioned it a lot on our last episode, where he is the lead writer for Meet Cute, an entertainment company that produces short-form audio rom-coms. Rob, welcome back. Kristen, I am so excited to be back. It's it's um, I'm almost speechless. <laughs> well, we were going back and forth about this the last time because Liz had insisted, and I think you had mentioned too, that this was your third appearance. The last time was your third appearance. But I think we were both sort of remembering that you had been on my old podcast, which, by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but we recorded it on a landline phone. <laughs> I don't remember that. I thought it was two cups and a string, but a landline phone sounds good. You know, it actually sounds like that because some of my episodes from 2008 are still on Apple Podcasts, oddly enough. And if you listen to the sound quality, you will understand why 10 of the reviewers in succession said, great show, terrible sound quality. So <laughs> I don't think you're that far off with the tin cans and the string. But I'm glad you're back. And you know, when you were here the last time, it was the launch of Meet Cute. It was Valentine's Day. We were all together in New York City, and then the world blew up. So I'm wondering, how are you doing? You know, that is a really good question. I know a lot of people who don't even know how to answer that question anymore. Um, overall, I'm doing okay. Yeah, last time you and me and Liz were all in the same room. It was Valentine's Day. It was all very festive. And yeah, then the world blew up. And then I went back to New Mexico, where I'm currently, and I haven't been back to New York, obviously. So I'm working from home. I'm currently uh, facing my closet, which needs some culling. And uh, my son and I are living together, and he probably has very mixed reviews on that. You could check Yelp uh, <laughs> to see how he feels about living 24-7 with his dad after coming home from university, right, early to work online. And, you know, I pretty much failed at baking bread. Mm. Yeah. And if I showed you photos of the plants in my front yard, I think the whole everyone listening would just cry. So, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm holding on, I guess we could say. Well, we won't judge you by your plant life nor your bread. Also, you're in New Mexico, which I think has some altitude challenges. So I wouldn't beat yourself too much up about like the whole bread thing. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Or we could talk about it. I mean, I haven't done any baking. I've done a little bit of cooking, but I stay away from the bread making. So whatever, you know, it's the one thing about being gluten free that you don't have to worry about, like Bread making is just not something that you think about whatsoever. But we're not going to talk about bread making as much as I would love to carry on and hear about your sourdough, <laughs> whatever people are doing. I don't even know what that's yeah. called. But I want to talk sour about face. <laughs> sour face. Sour <laughs> face. Yeah, that's exactly. what I call my bread. <laughs> sour, sour face. 
<laughs> That's what I get when I eat bread. So perfect. Oh, nice. Perfect. Um, okay, so the last time you were on, we talked about the mission behind Meat Cute, which is a super fun audio rom-com that goes from the Meat Cute, hence the name, to Happily Ever After in 15 minutes, and how it was hope for the, the whole world. I mean, we had really honed in on that idea back in February because it felt so important and timely, and now here we are, and it feels even more so. So I'm curious to know, you know, what has been the, the response since your launch? Well, you know, it's funny you're saying that because we did say that, you know, Valentine's Day, obviously we needed romance and hope. And that was true. But I think you're right. I think what we found and what the sort of research is saying is that podcasts, because people aren't commuting as much. So the podcasts aren't doing as well, maybe as they were before. But fictional podcasts, what we do, storytelling, mm -hmm. right, rom-coms are doing much better because people really need them. You know, through ages, through, I mean, I hate to quote it, but like, you know, as far back as the Black Plague, there's always been energy entertainment to sort of distract or release or help people out during tough times. You know, that old white guy, Joseph Campbell, who wrote The Hero's <laughs> Journey, you know, I have a quote that sort of I put over my desk that he said that, you know, happy endings weren't sort of ignoring the reality of, of life. You know, happy endings don't ignore them. What they do is they reflect the transcendence of humans, right? The transformation, mm. the fact that we can get through all this stuff. So when, when people are like, well, how can you write or listen to rom-coms when the world's on fire. I'm like, because it reminds us that we can get through this, right? We can mm -hmm. transcend this. That's what these do. You know, recently we had Damon John, who's part of Shark Tank on. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, we probably know him, very formidable guy. <laughs> and he's one of our voice actors in oh, a, cool. a series that's running actually last week. He said the same thing. You know, he's been in the business for a long time. And he reminded us, he's like, people need entertainment. They need distraction. So that was really good to hear from him. You know, rather than growling at our business plan, he was on board saying, yeah, we all need hope for the whole world. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I know we have been struggling with that as well as content creators and as podcast hosts. You know, what do we do? Do we acknowledge what's going on and then completely do like, you know, a 180 and go a different direction? Do we only focus on what's happening in the world? And I think we've been trying to find a balance with that in that acknowledging that, yes, things are happening right now. They are present and we can't avoid them. But also this idea that we do need need to have some levity, that obviously we are in a position to appreciate levity, right? But that we need to be able to have that in order to function, especially as parents. And I'm curious, you know, because I know that you've got kids, I've got kids, hence why it's a parenting podcast, because that would be really weird. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like we need to have that for ourselves so that we can be better parents for our kids because I know that I can be very easily overwhelmed by the news and all the bad news and all the terrible news and then that translates to how I'm with my kids and I feel like my kids, you know, it's important for them to see all of me but when all of me is super depressed and upset and not able to cope, then that's not great for them. Curious to know what you think about that. I, absolutely. I think as parents, I mean, obviously you want to be real with your kids and say like right now London my son, we're talking about what it's going to be like to go back to the university where he goes, right? And what it's going to be like to have these different sort of learning things and whether partially online and, you know, to speak clearly like this is what's happening. This is the reality of what's happening. However, I think as parents, we don't just pack it in. You know, we don't crawl into bed with our bottle of gin and watch our stories all the time. We have to show the resilience. We have to show. And also, you know, where I live, there are a lot of people who 
study Zen Buddhism, study these things. And there's a saying in every moment, there's 10,000 sorrows and 10,000 joys, right? Mm -hmm. And to not acknowledge one of those parts is wrong. So it is really difficult. However, there is beauty, right? The sun is out. You, you know, you can go for a walk. Your kids are beautiful. You know, there's laughter, there's jokes, there's all these things. So I think you, as a parent, have to acknowledge both sides of the equation of what it means to be living. If you just focus on only the negative and only watch the negative parts of the news, it's going to be very hard to model for your kids that there's always ways to find hope. Well, that's lovely. I'm trying to not make noise while I type that statement that you made because our kids, you know, they're looking to us and this is unprecedented. Like, we've never been through a pandemic. I know there's been a lot of jokes out there, like, the next time or the last time I was in a pandemic, but we, we don't have that. And so our kids are looking to us to see how we handle crisis and how we problem-solve situations, and it's ongoing. So I think that considering them in the equation of how we are dealing with it ourselves is really important. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about when you first launched, because when you were in our studio— in our producer's basement, full disclosure. You know, we were all together. We usually aren't. Liz and I are in closets, but we were all together and that was super fun. Now, I know Meet Cute, you have recording studios and voice actors. I mean, the quality of the product, if you will, for like lack of a better word, it, that you're putting out is so amazing. But now people are sheltering in place. They're at home. And so I'm curious, like, how has that changed the way that you're producing these scripts? Yeah, it was really amazing. You know, we were in these recording studios with the producers and the actors and really fun and all together. And also as a team, you know, right, I live in New Mexico, but the rest of the team lives in New York or did live in New York. But as soon as this happened, everybody, you know, started working from home. And what's really interesting about audio and Meet Cute is that we went from being all together to being remote. And in fact, it's actually opened up a lot of things for us. So for instance, when we were recording, recruiting, you know, or auditioning voice actors, they were only basically in the New York area. But once we went to remote, first of all, we had to, this is interesting if anyone's uh, podcast people or audio people, we had to make sure that the voice actors had good rigs, like good microphones, a place in their house where it's not echoey, where we're not going to hear car horns. So we had to find actors that uh, had a good rig and were able to record from home. Mm -hmm. But what that also meant was that we could now, we audition people from all over the country and actually outside the United States. Oh, cool. Yeah. So for instance, we had one episode that had two great parts to it, super fun. And and we had about 2,000 people audition for each part. Wow. Yeah. That's no joke. No, that is no joke. <laughs> so we have this amazing talent. And when you think about the idea of diversity, right, the idea of different people from different backgrounds, all of a sudden we can open it up to all kinds of folks because they don't have to be in New York, right? And uh, a lot of our parts can be played by people from many different walks of life, different heritages, but really blew it open for us. So that's been super exciting to have all these voice actors from all over the world be part of Meet Cute, and it's just super exciting. But the other thing is also, which has been really fun, is we never stopped making stories. So we're currently putting up four stories a week, and that means we are paying writers who have been out of work, voice actors, 
producers, sound engineers. We have a terrific voice talent recruiter for us. So we've been able to continue to pay all these people during a very challenging time, which for us is just incredibly rewarding to make good stories for listeners, but also treat people in the profession with respect and help them try to get through. So I feel super proud of Meet Cute that we've been able to do that. And, you know, as of this week, Kristen, we're close to 100 stories. 100? 100. We're almost at 100. And actually, this is exciting. Speaking of stories, we are very excited about a series this week, which is called The Conference Hotel, which is three stories airing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by this fabulous new writer. I don't know if you've heard of her, Hmm. but her name is Kristen Chase. Kristen (gasps) Chase is her name. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if you have a mirror there. You might want to take a look, but we're No, I'm in my closet. I ran three miles this morning. There is not a mirror in my closet. Thank God. Oh, wow. Mine is (laughs) lined with mirrors because I do fashion shows nightly, which is really exciting for me. But Kristen, what you are the writer this week, you wrote... An amazing series. What do you think? I'm very excited. I'm so excited that it's a little embarrassing because I have been telling all my friends and all my family and people I randomly meet on the street with a mask on so they can't really hear me. I'm like, I'm going to be on this podcast. No. So I'm super excited. It's my first ever public fiction work other than that really bad story I wrote in fifth grade that ended up in the school newspaper. So this is a big deal, especially for me, because I generally write about parenting life and parenting culture. And so to hear something that I've written come to life with voice actors, you know, it's just so cool to be able to see something you've done move along its journey. Because I know so many writers, you know, it's, it's amazing to be published, but this feels like the next level where you actually get to hear your words come off the page. So if you couldn't tell, I'm a little excited. Well, I you're going to get even more excited, Kristen, because I have a little surprise for you. Oh, really? We have a clip from, <gasps> yes, one of the stories that we're going to play right now. So you can hear it and all your listeners can hear it. So we're going to play that clip right now. Lucky for you, I always carry a Tide stain stick. Always prepared. And the shirt gets a pass. Nice job, Girl Scout. No, try Mom of Three. Which means I've also got some loose goldfish in my bag in case you need a little snack to go with your quarter cup of tea. You didn't tell me you were a mom. You didn't ask? I'll take it as a compliment that I don't look like one. Not sure how a mom looks, just how a badass mom looks. You're just being nice because you want some goldfish. Okay, well, that was exciting. I had their voices in my head when I was writing it, but to actually hear it come together is awesome. And that's one of my favorite scenes. It's in the first story that is live today on Meet Cute. So if you're listening right now or whenever you're listening, make sure you have subscribed to Meet Cute in the same podcast app you're listening to Spawned. Go do that now. And I have to say, you know, the reason why I love this clip so much is that I think dating as a single parent, I think we might have even talked about this in a roundabout way in one of our old podcasts is so tricky. You're trying to feel out the situation as to like whether the other person has kids or likes kids. And, you know, since I have like a baker's dozen kids, it it adds a whole lot of issues as a single parent. So, you know, I don't know. This is it's just super fun. And I think we need more single parent representation. Absolutely. We need lots of representation of many things. But I think it's always nice to hear about single parents. too. Yeah. And, you know, 
the cool thing about your series, The Conference Hotel, which again is three stories, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, is that it's a very classic sort of rom-com, really exciting thing where two people meet is sort of the unlikely circumstances. And then things just start to charge and take off. It's very funny. It's very sharp. It moves quickly. People are going to love it. Can you, can you tell me like now that I'm interviewing you, young Kristen? Um, <laughs> yes. Where, where did you get the idea for the conference hotel? So I have been to a fair amount of conferences in my life. And, you know, I have married a few, like several men that I've met at conferences. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was gasping. I'm glad that was a joke. Okay, go ahead. Well, you're very, you're very demure about it. Anyway, no, I think I've been to a lot of conferences and there are these moments where you meet people, whether it's at a conference booth, whether it's having a drink and, you know, you know someone and they're with a bunch of friends or, you know, like this first story, that lobby coffee, which I think everyone knows but has never really called it that. It's like lobby coffee. Oh, I totally know what that is. You know, it's coffee in the lobby or on the floor of your hotel room. And, you know, those are those moments that, of course, why we all love romance comedies because it's just it's the possibility right it's the excitement and this idea that you can really meet anybody anywhere which again I mean that's kind of awesome it's a little scary depending on you know like what you're wearing or how little makeup you were like when you took your last shower but overall <laughs> I think it's I think it's pretty sweet and romantic I absolutely agree and I think that idea of possibility is amazing you know you meet all these people we have a series coming up in the future where we took people's real life meetings cutes and wrote the script and produced them. So that's Ooh, super exciting. So That's really sweet. That's such a special thing. Oh, it'll be people will just be in puddles. But um I was going to say you're going to have to put a tissue box warning, I feel like, on each episode. You know yeah, how they have like explicit. So you're going to have sweet. to have a T <laughs> tissue box. Yes, yeah, T for tissues. So going around and talking to people whether it's online or whether it's, you know, socially distanced with a mask on and asking about their meet cute is really just it's just such a joy I have, I'm, I'm the luckiest guy in terms of a job but what's interesting something you said before is that you're known mostly as sort of a mommy blogger a media mogul you know oh my god uh, did you just call me a mommy blogger Robert Wilder uh, okay. mommy blogger well I'm a little outdated Kristen <laughs> I don't know I still use that landline so you know what I'm getting at is your persona and recently actually I read that you had a thing in the Washington Post and on NBC News, where you're giving advice to parents about how to sort of parent and navigate the pandemic, which I think is actually amazing. But what was it like sort of leave that persona behind so you're an expert in a certain world and then sort of start from zero and have to create a whole new fictional world that balanced both romance and comedy? Well, I do like a challenge, I have to say, especially when it comes to writing. But I have to be honest, I was super nervous about this. And I think that there was high levels of vulnerability happening when it comes to putting myself out there in this kind of writing, because I feel like I've never really done it before. I maybe have done it behind closed doors, but never so anyone could read it. And to be honest, when you reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested in checking this out and writing? I was like, do you sure you have the right person? Like, do you know who I am? There are a lot of Kristen Chases in the world, so I'm not sure if you have the right one. But, you know, I kind of got into the swing of things and I've listened to all of the Meet Cute episodes, so I'm pretty well-versed in how things flow. I mean, it's just fun to escape life, right? It's hard, especially right now. It's really hard. And to be able to sit down, put some white noise on or like weird 
Zen piano music is kind of what I write to and just go to a fantasy world and kind of imagine what it would be like to be in this situation. You know, obviously not going to conferences anytime soon or haven't been in a few months. And I know lots of people haven't. Being able to do that was kind of a gift in a way. And I just feel like I'm funny and I'm romantic. So it wasn't it wasn't too much of a stretch, I guess. Oh, well, okay. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but okay, but but here's the other thing. Here's the wrinkle yes. or the friction oh, or the static, okay. the static, as they say in the business, is that a lot of our writers write a standalone story, right? One story, great fun. But you decided to write a series, which is three different stories. And not only did you decide to write a series, but your series focused on the same couple, the same two people. When a lot of our series, like we had a series called The Apartment, which focused on three different couples, right? Or yeah. just last week, we had The Coffee Shop, which had three different employees of the same coffee shop and their different romances. What was it like to try to extend a relationship between two people over the usual 15 minutes? So you really wrote, you know, sort of a 45 minute story about two characters whose relationship evolves. What was it like to extend that? And basically, they're the only characters in the story. And, and the setting only really plays a minor role. So what was it like to really dive deep into their relationship? Well, it's really fun, actually. I mean, I think you get to know these characters. And I may have mentioned it before on one of the previous Spawn episodes, but I did write a novel and am doing rewrites and revisions right now. And it's about a mother and daughter. So there's some romance, but not between the mother and daughter. That's a whole other well, kind of writing. Goodness. I'm so <laughs> glad. Thank yes. You. But I have to say, it felt similar to that in that those two characters, I mean, I've been writing those characters for almost 10 years. So it's a little different than writing Trey and Brooke in my story or this series. But when you're able to go further and just take it beyond the one story, you're able to dive a little deeper and you get to think about, you know, what they're all about and what makes them tick and who they are. And I have to say that I ended up getting really attached to this couple. I'm not going to spoil anything but I am really rooting for them. So, you know, I'm trying to also tease our listeners to go over and subscribe and listen because the first story is today, but then, you know, there's going to be more on Wednesday and Friday. And what's so great is it's just 15 minutes each. So it's like 15 minutes. I listen while I'm cooking now because I'm not commuting. I think you mentioned that before, right? Lots of people have stopped commuting, although I know it's going to pick up a little bit. But for me, it's just a nice way to kind of get through cooking or when I'm doing the dishes or honestly, when my eyes need a break because I'm on the computer all day long. So it, they're just so sweet. So, you know, 15 minutes now it's 45 minutes with these two. And, you know, like I said, I just like a challenge. So bring it. I can do it. And then I was like, I did it. And I think it worked really well. Of course, we'll leave the judgment to the listeners. You know, there's just something to be said about accomplishing something and finishing something, especially in a time when we don't feel like we have a lot of control and things feel up in the air. For me to be able to write this and see it all the way through is very satisfying. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I have all my writer friends when younger apprentice writers writers say, well, what's your advice? Like, what's the secret sauce to writing? And most of my writer friends say there's really just two things. It's like, keep your butt in the chair 
and finish things, you know? And finishing things for you meant like a 45-minute story. And in fact, I'm hoping for Meet Cute that we can extend that to, you know, instead of three stories in a series, what about six? What about nine? You know, basically the length of like a, a movie. Um, wow. I think the potential there is is enormous. Yeah, I think it's exciting. But I think you've shown that you could have done that if we had said six. But, you know, it's funny, Chris, and I think the next evolution is like once you wrote the series, you're sort of on fire, <laughs> you know? You've written a few more scripts for Meet Cute. You know, you're sort of on a roll. You really got the form. You got the voice. What happened? Like, where? What? all of a sudden, it seemed like something shifted. What did you learn from writing it? Or what shifted in you that you all of a sudden started to have this burst of creativity in a totally different uh, sort of sphere? Well, it's the mushrooms that I'm taking. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's it's not I the mushrooms. So. Goodness, it's a family show. <laughs> Kristen Chase. Yes, yes, it's a family show. No, it's not the mushrooms. I think that... Anytime that you push yourself, and I'm going to go a little cliche here, which I know is like the death of a writer, but I don't really care. And I'm going to say that I stepped out of my comfort zone, you know, and I have been doing a lot of Brene Brown listening. So it's going to start to get a little like shame and vulnerability <laughs> happening up in here. But I think it's true. And she talks a lot about when you're able to open yourself up, when you're able to be vulnerable, it opens up creativity. You know, she actually talks about how all these companies come to her and they want her to talk about creativity and innovation, but they don't want her to talk about guilt, shame and vulnerability. And she's like, you can't do that creativity is born from vulnerability. And so I have just seen that happen where I said, you know what? I am really scared. I mean, I was really scared to write fiction. Really, 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 really scared. And I think everyone has those things, right? It may not be writing fiction for some people. It may be like bungee jumping or it may be, who knows, public speaking. There are so many things. And when you try it, when you do it, it really does trickle down into other areas of your life. You feel so inspired. And also just for me, I write a lot of web copy. I write social media copy. I write copy for, you know, our wonderful sponsors and brands that we love. So it was a different set of muscles for me. And I think, you know, it's kind of like exercise, right? Like it hurts at first, but then you're like, yeah, I'm strong. And then you're like, I'm gonna, you know, run a marathon or, you know, write a three story series for Meet Cute. So that's how it was for me. I think that's super cool. And I, you know, I know so many people, especially parents, they're dying for play and self-expression and creativity because some people are really uninspired, you know, um, it's a hard time. So I, you know, I think the best advice is just create something every day. You know, the Meet Cute writers, we're dealing with dozens and dozens of freelance Meet Cute writers all over the, actually all over the world. And some of them, like I have some very sort of dark literary friends, you know, right, you know, very complex, dark novels. And, you know, they're very sort of, you know, a little bit sour. No, sorry, friends. Uh, but, you know, then all of a sudden they write a meet cute and they're like, oh, my God, this is the most fun I've had in 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. We're being able to spend time with characters who are funny and romantic and there's a, you know, happy ever after, or at least happy for now at the end. So I think a lot of people are really wanting to create. And, you know, if you met those parents, I mean, sure, many of your listeners are, are feeling that way. What would you say to parents or people who are feeling stilted or feeling like they, they are unmotivated? Given what you've gone through, what would you say to them? You know, I think it's really important to just try to find opportunities to open yourself up and be brave. So it's not like I'm telling people to like go jump out of a plane right now. But 
for me, I took a comedy class online, which I've always wanted to do stand-up comedy. I've always wanted to try it. I've always been too scared. And then I was like, oh, I'll do it during a pandemic because it's on Zoom and it actually Perfect still timing. is scary. Perfect time, right? You know, you can't yeah. see anybody. You can read right on your computer. You know, I can't say enough good things about it. I mentioned it on the podcast before and it has made my writing better. I mean, my kids don't really think I'm much funnier <laughs> overall. <laughs> Every now and then I get a, a hearty chuckle. Mostly it's eye rolls and, you know, growls. But I think overall it's made my writing better. It's maybe made me a little funnier as a person. You know, all the people that I'm out and seeing these days, <laughs> which is like two. But, you know, it's like, okay, you want to tap dance? Try it. You want to speak another language? Like, what are you waiting for? I mean, I think that's the question. And I think a lot of people are asking themselves this question, especially these days, right? You're like, what are you waiting for? So many of us have had a little more time. Some of us have had a lot more time. So now is the opportunity to do that. And I think we have to remember it's not about the end product. You know, I feel so fortunate that the scripts that I wrote are being produced and are live right now. That's really exciting. But that doesn't necessarily matter. The practice of writing that, the practice of taking a class or trying to speak another language, like it's really about the journey. I know I'm getting a little rah-rah here, but it really is. It is about the experience. It's easy to like sort of poo-poo that, right? And be like, oh, whatever. Like, okay, jump off your soapbox and slide it back under your bed. But honestly, I feel like stepping out of the box or wherever you've been holding yourself, especially parents, because our days are so monotonous at times and just changing it up can really do wonders for way more than just your like your parenting life or your career or whatever. It can affect so many other aspects of your experience. Absolutely. Okay, so my episodes or as we're calling them stories, it's called the conference hotel. That is the series and it's live this week and folks can subscribe right now on Apple Podcasts. Go to Meet Cute. You'll hear my episode or my story today and then Wednesday and Friday, but there's tons more. I love that everyone is so well represented. There, uh, It's, you know, it's Pride Month, so we've got pride stories and diversity and it's, it's really, I just love how you've done such a great job in representing all sorts of Meet Cutes. It's not just one kind of Meet Cute. So, Talk a little bit about, I mean, I know my series is going to be really hard to beat, but I'm curious to know who is uh, going to try to compete with me as uh, best meet cute ever. Well, I have to say I'm super proud of the work we did around Pride Month, and people can look that up. There's so many interesting stories and different storytellers and different ways to look at rom-com. So, you know, the work we've done around Pride has been, for me, really exciting. Um, as I said, Damon John from uh, Shark Tank did a series called called Coffee Shop, which I think is hysterical and really funny. And he does an amazing job. Like, you never know, you know, when someone comes again, you came from a certain place and, and ended up knocking out of the park as a writer. You know, he hadn't done a lot of voice work. And I was just what you know, sometimes you don't know, but I thought he was terrific. And this is very exciting, Kristen. Okay, I'm, I'm hold on. Let me hold on to my wall. Yeah, here. Buckle up. Hold on. I don't know if there are any buckles in your closet, because maybe you had <laughs> some of that stuff from the 80s that had a lot That's of buckles. That's my other closet, Rob. That's my other oh, closet. Okay, sorry. Okay, because I have, <laughs> you know, some stuff from the 80s that include a lot of buckles. So anyway, week of August 24th, we have dog week. What? Now, 
Wow. I know. Wait till you hear these stories. It's about dog owners. It's about dog adoption, but also the dogs actually, I'll give a little secret. What? The dogs get to steal the show too. Aww. A few dogs get their own rom-coms. I was a little skeptical, but these are amazing. <laughs> so if you know dogs, if you love dogs, even if you've just seen a dog, uh, August 24th that week, I think will just blow your mind. Awesome. You have so many really, really cool things coming up and you're pumping out the content, that's for sure. It's certainly never a lack of new stories on the Meet Cute feed. I'm a subscriber. They pop up all the time. It's really fun. We know we can find you on Instagram and Facebook. You're robert.t.wilder on Instagram and Daddy Needs a Drink on Facebook. Your website is robertwilder.com. But of course, we want folks to head over to Meet Cute. You can find them on Instagram, Meet Cute, Listen Meet Cute on Facebook, and of course, subscribing right now while you're listening on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Whatever you're using, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. You'll hear my story today, Wednesday, and Friday. And then, of course, you'll hear all the pets. I do have to ask you one really important question, though, before we get to our cool picks of the week, Rob, and that is, are you going to have a cat week? You know, Kristen, I would guarantee after dog week, <laughs> people are going to go bananas and we will have, you know, we're, I'm sure we'll have ferret week, you know, you know, parrot week. We're going to have all the weeks. You know, the great thing, sort of kidding aside, is that putting out four stories a week and having this incredibly large network of writers from all over the world, we're going to get things we never even imagined. You know, we, we had one story, Paula and the Visigoth, which was like set in the fall of the Roman Empire. Empire, you know, so, you know, I had no idea. I'm working with these two writers who, who write musicals and they're, do, we're doing like a high school based story that has its own original music with it. So, what? yeah, it's amazing. We never know what's going to happen. So I guarantee we're going to have cat week. Don't you worry. I'm allergic. Yes, so am I. I probably won't sneeze through, through the audio <laughs> system. So anyway, so yes, we'll have cat week somewhere. Okay. Sometime. Good. All right. Well, you know, if you need a story that starts in a closet with buckles, I'm your gal. <laughs> All right. Well, you are okay. a pirate. Either one. <laughs> okay. We will be right back with our cool picks of the week after this. We are so thrilled to welcome back Briars Carb Smart as our sponsor. And, you know, you all know that Briars, or maybe you didn't, but now you do. They're America's number one ice cream brand. And you probably even have a big tub of their natural vanilla ice cream in your freezer right now, hidden if you're me with my children. But you might not know that they have a line of treats that are perfect for warmer weather, especially if you're eating healthier. And that's Briars Carb Smart. It's a line of sweet frozen treats with just three to five grams net carbs per serving, all under 150 calories. And you've heard us say this, you've heard Liz say it, and she is the spawned ice cream connoisseur that she loves them. Her kids love them. You can get them in tubs, which are great for Sundays or when you're listening to, generally speaking, the fourth chapter in a meet cute when people are having arguments and you think things are going to fall apart and you're like, where are my frozen treats? You can reach for a tub of Briar's Carb Smart, but they also come in bars with yummy flavors like caramel swirl and chocolate-covered almond and vanilla and peanut butter. And, you know, it's really cool that they're partnering with American farmers because that means that all of the treats are 100% grade A milk and cream. 
All right. So that is super awesome. What's also awesome is that we have a special offer. This coupon, you cannot find this anywhere else, which, by the way, is kind of rare that that happens. So if you go over to briars.com slash spawned, download the coupon. You can try them out for yourself. Make sure you watch our TikTok video so you know how to hide them from your children. But you can get them everywhere. Your favorite major retailer, Target and Kroger and Amazon Pantry, all of those great places. Go to briars.com slash bond, get that downloadable coupon, give the Briars Carb Smart Treats a try, and then give us an email, shout out on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and be like, Kristen and Liz, I now understand what you've been talking about on these past episodes about Briars Carb Smart. I love them. So go ahead and do that right now, briars.com slash bond. Okay, well, now it is time for Cool Picks of the Week. Cool picks of the week. And Rob, I have to say, you are one of my favorite cool pickers of the week. Is that right? I don't know. Whatever. Cool picks of the week person because we can hearken back to your first appearance on Spawned. We can't even talk about Motherhood Uncensored because there were no cool picks of the week. You picked a crockpot which was quite memorable, I have to say. Then on our Valentine's Day episode, you read us a poem which was also quite memorable. So I have to, I mean, no pressure here, Rob, but um, a lot of pressure. <laughs> what is your cool pick of the week? Okay, Kristen, I've been thinking about this, and I thought, what combines the crockpot and poetry, right? Oh, what, dear. What would, what would, <laughs> yeah, what would bridge that, that, okay. <laughs> that gap? And I realized, Kristen, I know it's summer, but I realized my cool pick of the week is bone broth. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's just clarify first what bone broth is, because I actually have questions about this, because okay. there's like broth, okay? And then there's bone broth. And I feel like bone broth is like super trendy, very cool, but isn't regular broth made with bones too? So before you tell me why you picked it, because I'm sure there's an amazing story behind that, I would love to know, could you please differentiate <laughs> Yes. So, Kristen, I think broth, first of all, is is an amazing th – I always have broth in both my freezer and my refrigerator because anything you do with water when you're cooking soups and stews and – Coffee. Whatever no, it kidding. is. If you can do it with water, it's better with broth. Even <laughs> – yeah, well, it's not everything's right, right. And um, in fact, I know a chef I know who says when you're boiling chicken, you should boil chicken in chicken broth. That's how hardcore he is. So, wow, incestuous. Um, broth is great. <laughs> yeah, broth is great. But bone broth is sort of, you know, the higher version of, of broth. So what you do is you have bones, right? You have bones from your, you know, you you serve your family or you are trimming and meat and as, as we do. And Bones, you, you roast them in the oven and then you put them in your lovely crock pot or your slow cooker with some water or if you want to get crazy with some broth and a few things like, you know, bay leaves and peppercorns and you cook them for a long period of time, which releases all the sort of amazing stuff that happens inside bones, right? Marrow and, and it's just so good for you and it tastes so good. And I actually give it away as gifts all the time. <laughs> I'm always showing up with these little ice cream containers full of bone broth. And my friend's like, oh, no, here he comes. Um, but they do the same thing I do. Like when you're making – like 
even this morning, Kristen, even this morning when I was making little eggs and some potatoes for breakfast, you know, I finished them off in a little bone broth. <laughs> Adds so much flavor, so much nutrients. I'm telling you, especially those of us who are really tired of cooking during the pandemic, bone broth will make everything better, Kristen. I promise. It makes everything better? Everything. That is amazing. That's a huge selling point. I don't know. I might have to just try it. So it's the roasting process that makes the difference. So you roast them in the oven and then you put them in the water or broth and then you slow cook them. So that's sort of the defining factor. Yeah, for days. For, for days, days, Kristen. Days? For days. 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 Two to three days. Two to three days. Wow. And then everything, everything is released and then you, you know, you strain it and then and Bob's your uncle, as they say. Then you could, you know, I'm surprised. You know, some days, Kristen, I think maybe I should take a bath in it or give myself a facial. Uh, but then my son comes and sees me drooling over the over the sink, daydreaming, and uh, he reminds me who I actually need to be for that day. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing bone broth. I know there's not a national bone broth. Too bad we can't get a sponsor for Cool Mom Picks. Um, I have to say, as an aside... I'm a big Briar fan. That was the ice cream we had in my freezer as a kid. I haven't See? tried the new product you okay. guys are talking well, about. There you go. Briar was our ice cream. But, you know, perhaps we could talk to the Briar people about making a bone broth <laughs> ice cream. What do you think? I the think hipsters would love it. The hipsters would I hipsters you know what? would go crazy. They have bacon ice cream, so I feel like bone broth is like one step away. It's like six degrees from bone broth or whatever. Like you <laughs> no, know, I'm, I'm t if we see that in the in the cooler, we know someone stole our idea. Okay, well that's good to know. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> So when that Quick, happens, make a note of it. Make a note of it. That's okay. Right. Bone broth. This is very exciting. All of our foodies listening will be like cheering for you right now. And everyone else will be very scared that you did talk about bathing in bone broth. But I'm just going to keep moving forward with my cool pick of the week, which is actually something that you can drink. Because I suppose you could drink bone broth. You probably, well, actually, you said you had. So we will just go with that. It's oh, actually absolutely. coffee. And it's a coffee subscription that we featured before. They were actually sponsors of our Mother's Day guide a couple months ago and they are fantastic. It's Trade and they do this really cool coffee subscription. It's not new but what's new about it and I don't know if I'm, this is going to get you a little excited or not because it got me excited. It's decaf. They are launching a decaf subscription. Love it. Do you drink decaf? You know Kristen what I do because I get up very early in the morning and I write scripts is I go half regular, half decaf, so I can drink more coffee and not get super caffeinated. Okay. So I'm excited about So the, you do. I'm excited about decaf. Okay, yep, see? Half and half every day. People make fun of decaf, I feel like. And I feel like real coffee drinkers understand decaf because you're not trying to get like a caffeine buzz. Like you just actually like the taste of it. And so what's cool about Trade is that they source from all local U.S. roasters, which we think is fantastic. And it's a subscription. And what you do is you actually go to their site, you fill out a questionnaire about your coffee habits, and then they recommend the best ones for you. And so just recently, they added decaf. I only drink decaf. I can't have caffeine. Like Maybe if I stop the mushrooms, I could do the caffeine again. I don't know, but <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do mushrooms. I can't do caffeine. It's just me and my decaf. But now Trade offers a subscription for the fellow decaf lovers in the world. And of course, we will link up everything. I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to link up with the bone broth, perhaps. Perhaps Rob can send us a fantastic recipe for bone broth somewhere on the interwebs that we could link up. And of course, everything about Me Cute, my favorite cool pick of the week, this trade subscription for decaf lovers. We'll put that all over on our Cool Mom Picks podcast page. And of course, you can follow us.
us too. We're on social media. We're on the interwebs. And we do have email spawned at coolmompics.com. Social, of course, is Cool Mom Picks. Robert Wilder, thank you so much for joining us yet again. I hope this lives up. I hope we're building up to like the ultimate spawned experience. Although last time was tough to beat because we were in person. I hope that you had an enjoyable time today. I loved it. And thank you to Liz for giving up her chair. Uh, but I love being on the show. You can ask me anytime. I'll, you know, I'll send you bone broth. <laughs> well, I was sending yeast during the pandemic. So you know what? I can't even make fun of you. And I kind of am a little excited at the thought of getting bone broth in the mail. So thank you. And thank you so much for what Me Cute is doing. Of course, you can hear my stories all week long. But we love, you know, the arts got hit so hard during this pandemic. I think it's so awesome that Me Cute is doing such an amazing job supporting artists out there who are struggling right now. So, you know, when you listen to podcasts or, you know, audio rom-coms like Me Cute, you're listening to Spawn, by the way, for free. You are supporting artists and creators, and we need that more than ever right now. So thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Spawn. Huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen. There are actually a few things that you can do to help us spread the word and support Spawn. You can subscribe right now. You can download or save our episodes. Leave us a five-star review. And honestly, the best thing you can do is tell a friend or family member about our podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>